Hey guys and welcome back to this week's episode of the Music Gals podcast and I'm really excited to be sat down with Ruby J who is a 16 year old singer songwriter who has already made a massive mark for her age. Ruby's music is so authentic, her voice is just so unique and stunning. Her kind of similarities to Amy Winehouse, Georgia Smith and her voice is just soulful and has such an interesting tone. She's always releasing music, fits into so many different genres. Ruby is also just making such a mark already she's got over 1 million likes on TikTok. She's constantly plugging her music and works so hard. She also had her own show on Instagram which she called The Ruby J Show where she sat down and chatted to artists like Lauren Hibbard, Carver Louise, Izzy from Black Honey. So she's just doing such amazing stuff right now. She's got a new tune coming out on the 13th of August called Pretty Girl and I can imagine it's going to be pretty phenomenal and I'm really excited to hear it. So yeah, you can check out Ruby J at Ruby J Official on Instagram and you can still check out all the relevant stuff over at Music Girls Podcast. Enjoy the episode. thank you how are you yeah i'm good thanks it's nice to meet you thanks so much for doing this thanks for having me on i was really excited i love it yeah no i'm glad that you're excited yeah i was so happy when you reached out because like yeah i thought it was like a really cool thing to do so i was like i want to do it <laughs> oh I'm, gl- I'm so glad you think that oh i'm so glad you wanted to come yeah, on I love like it. you've done you've done so much for your age it's actually mental like it's crazy <laughs> thank you you're only 15 right yeah i'm 15 years old yeah 16 soon my birthday soon. <laughs> oh, that is actually crazy. Do you want to like firstly start by just kind of like going into like who you are and like how you got into music? Okay, so I'm Ruby J. Um, I'm 15 uh, and I'm a singer, songwriter, artist, independent. Um, and I've been doing it for about three years now. And it's my favourite thing. <laughs> I write songs. <laughs> A gig pre-corona. Um, yeah, that's me. I'm from Stafford, like which is Midlands as well. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Not far from me then. I'm in Nottingham, so yeah. Oh, right. Cool, yeah. cool, cool. Yeah. yeah. What's it, how is Stafford quite small? Yeah, I'd say it's because it's the Stafford and the Staffordshire. So like Stafford's like a little town. It is quite small. Um, not really much going on. We've got a <laughs> castle. Stafford Castle that's it <laughs> do you do much gigs actually in Stafford then I bet there's kind of like a little music scene right yeah there's like yeah. but obviously because it's quite a small town we've got a few tiny little venues so like I remember when I first started I was 13 and I played the market vaults which is a little pub um in like the market square it's just like a little mm-hmm. pub but then they're kind of musically um centered so I did my first gig ever was there um, before I had my stage name, so I was just like Ruby. Um, and I've gigged, there's like a pub similar to that next door called The Dog House, and I did a gig there. I think that was my second like independent gig. And then there's a little venue called Red Rum, which I'm playing again this year in September. Uh, I think it's like, the, yeah, I think it's like the ninth or something. And that's quite a good venue, actually. It's quite big, big upstairs. But yeah, it's, We've got a little music community here, but it's quite a small town. So there's not much going on. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. That sounds really cute, though. Yeah, that sounds really nice. <laughs> How did you end up getting into music then? That's a good question. Um, yeah, I was... So when I started gigging, I was 13. So I started playing the guitar first when I was 13. 
And I think it's because I remember I was in the car with my dad and I was like, I just got into like indie music and I've ne I never really had a taste for music. Like I just listened to like charts and stuff because I was only young. Um, and then I like started listening to loads of indie stuff like the Arctic Monkeys and like Nirvana and like Royal Blood, like quite heavy things, uh, like heavy rock and like classic rock, like dad rock as you might call it. Um, <laughs> and I started <laughs> listening to a lot of indie and I was watching Arctic Monkeys live sets from like Glastonbury um, and like all of those like big gigs they did and I was watching them on my computer and being like oh it's so cool and I think I just that's when like I fell in love with like music and like what like the feeling that you get at like a live performance when there's like a big live band and everyone's in the same moment enjoying it and I think that's like I fell in love with it and I was like I wanted to start playing guitar so I borrowed my dad's old guitar which was like a really small little thing and <laughs> I started um, learning and yeah and then I discovered I could sing that was a bonus <laughs> and then it kind of just spiraled from there you know I started doing open mic nights at pubs um, I remember the first one I did was in Stoke and it was <laughs> it's a tiny little pub called The Jug and it's like one of my favourite pubs because we're all like the music community in Stoke is quite good and everyone's tight and like James who runs it he mixed my last track idea of you and he mixed and mastered that one down for me um because we're like good friends and I did like open mic nights every was it Wednesdays so like after school I'd be like getting ready to like an open mic night <laughs> and that's like how I gained confidence and stuff and getting used to using mics and stages being in front of crowds and it kind of all just spiraled from there and then I met my manager and we started gigging in cities like Birmingham and Manchester and supporting bands and that's just like the story and now we're here and yeah keep going keep going till we make it <laughs> that's crazy only only two years though that's actually so so far to come in such a short time yeah thank you yeah coming up to about three years now so um yeah keep going strong I love it it's it's such a fun job to have and to make it I hope to make it like my main job which it probably will be but because I'm doing college this year I start college this year finish school this year and then make a living out of it which is the plan and hopefully make it big time are you planning on doing music at college then yeah I'm doing like a music production course at BIM which is like there's there's been like loads of different ones there's one in like Brighton one in Manchester I'm going to one in yeah. Birmingham because it's the most local um and it's the really cool music school and they teach you literally anything involved in music like you can learn to do drums you could do you can, you can do instruments you could do producing which is what I'm doing uh you could do vocals you could do music management music business it's a really cool uh institute to learn at and I'd recommend it highly but I'm not even gone there yet and I recommend <laughs> no I'm sure you're gonna have an amazing time it's meant to be really good then isn't it? yeah I've heard like so many yeah. good things and I did the open day the other day uh this well, this Monday back holiday Monday and it's sick like it's a little small it looks small from the outside but if you go in it's quite big like there's so many different rooms and stuff and yeah I think if you're a young musician like my age or like you looking at colleges and you're looking to make something out of it I'd recommend it like I've not even been yet but I think it's gonna be good <laughs> no I'm sure it will and you've already done so much already for 50 I think you've got 
a really bright future ahead of you honestly like, you. you're really hard yeah. working yeah yeah it was a bit of a it's a bit of a mad one because uh yeah I started doing open mic nights and then it kind of just spirals and then we just decided like because it was going well and I was gigging and getting loads of good feedback from people and I was like I should like actually work on it and you know like become like an artist and that's kind of what happened and then I did the voice kids um two years ago now god yeah two years ago now and it, it aired last year because we filmed it like the well, most of the film was in December uh 2019 oh. yeah um and then I did that and that kind of pushed it more a bit and now I'm an independent artist age 15 I'm very <laughs> proud <laughs> but it, yeah. it is a lot of work like it's not all you know rainbows and you know it's it is a lot of work like it's the grind um and it's hard because especially with now you've got the music industry is growing like huge like every day you see people that just you know you get influences and then all of a sudden they're doing music and it's like what <laughs> um but everyone wants to do it and you have to to be in the industry you have to work hard because you know you're a small fish in a big pond like you have to make yourself known and aware and that is hard especially when you're so young or if you're not got like the equipment stuff you need it's it can be hard especially because we're in a we were in lockdown and stuff it was easier to become more known and um like when we when i was gigging and stuff because you could just make connections and stuff through gigging and you gig like all the time i'd be doing them like nearly every weekend um, but now it's obviously we're more restricted to what we can do to get ourselves out there, which is which was really good because we've got access to social media and stuff. And social media is like the main thing we've got right now to carry on being known. I think having everyone on social media as well makes it kind of easier for people to see you and stuff. Yeah, I think more people are like engaging with music and stuff online, but it is really competitive. Um, there's negatives and positives. Yeah, it is. A, it's it's a hard industry to work in. Um, like you said, it's it's good that we have social media because you can kind of reach more people through it. Because obviously, sometimes you, if you're gigging and you see a band and they're like, oh, they're doing a, a show and it's like, oh, I really wanted to go, but they're doing it in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> I live in England. You know, it's kind of good that we have um, social media and stuff because you can also interact with people. There's loads of benefits to it, but it can be restricted and stuff. But from now, the only thing when we're in a pandemic the main thing we do use to stay known is social media and I think without social media musicians would have struggled a lot and there's also the aspects of this day and age like being an artist like a singer you have to be more than a singer you have to be like a social media yeah. star <laughs> but you have to be, yeah you, you can't just be quiet because then people just forget about you especially if, if you're big maybe if you're like you know signed to a label then that would be easier but if you're trying to get out there social media is your biggest you know tool to do that other yeah than did that come kind of naturally to you or was it like kind of like you had to work hard at it because you're very like you're very present and hard working on that um so has it always yeah. yeah has that always been how it is or um I remember when I first started I didn't quite get the idea of you know having to be because obviously we weren't in a pandemic and stuff and I was just I was kind of a weird one because I was doing shows and live shows that much, I didn't need to really be on social media at the time because everything was normal about then and everyone was like 
doing like stuff all the time so no one was always sat on the phones all the time it was more now more people are just screen yeah, slaves to think about this, <laughs> but we weren't just all on our phones all day yeah, yeah. i know <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah it was i kind of it was in lockdown when i you know got my head down i was like right i can't i can't play to people in, in like real life so we're gonna have to find a way to do it through my phone so I remember the first like month of lockdown I was doing like live streams on Facebook every night because I didn't have anything else to do um (laughs) but then I was then I started TikTok and that was last year like maybe this time last year and I posted a video of it was a cover of Watermen and Sugar by Harry Styles and it like went viral and that's when I was like okay I can grow an audience here and that was it, TikTok's such a good tool but it's, it's more hard to use now because it's so like oversaturated with so many different artists and stuff but um yeah I gained like 50k followers on there and I've got like a few videos that I've got like a million views um but I did I struggle with that I don't think I struggled with social media I think it was hard to keep up with it because if you miss a few days if you're offline for a bit then people are kind of forget about you and you have to be consistent and that's why like you said I am quite active on there all the time because you know you've got to keep reminding people like hello yeah. I'm still here <laughs> um, yeah so I, I do enjoy like using all my social media platforms like TikTok's like a really cool app and I do love it and it's sick because you can literally just post whatever you want and you can do covers or like you can sing and you can share loads of different things but I think it kind of did come a bit naturally like because I'm I think I'm quite like an outgoing person (laughs) so I don't really struggle like having conversations with people or stuff and I realized that through social media if you want to be on social media and you want to be remembered on social media you have to be like in your face but not like annoying but like you know you can't be like shy because people are like "Mm." yeah and people just forget about you they just people don't know you're there if you're not in their face all the time unfortunately that's the way the world is now so yeah yeah you're really amazing on tiktok you've got like almost a million likes so like thank you with the tiktok like yeah how do you kind of do that do you do do you post really regularly like how do you find inspiration for videos and stuff um when I first started, I realised I was getting quite like quite a lot of attention on my videos. So I was like, right, let's yeah. keep it going. <laughs> and I was posting, I think it was daily, because obviously we were in a lockdown. I didn't have anything <laughs> yeah. else to do at the time. Um, <laughs> I was posting all the time and people were like, because you can have this tool where if people comment stuff, you can like click on the comment and put a video up mm. with the comment on. Um, and I was just like, had so many ideas because people would just give me loads of covers and because I've just branched out to a whole new audience and like um, followers and stuff, they could tell you like what they what you that what they want to say. So you could start doing all these different ideas. But then I went back to school when the lockdown was lifted, and then that was a bit hard to keep up with it because I had like schoolwork. And you could, the thing is with TikTok, you have to be you have to post like daily because if you miss like a day you, you people just don't see your content anymore and it's really it is it is a struggle tiktok because you have to be persistent and if you're not then you lose a lot and it's really sad and it is hard to you know find inspiration for content because back we were in yeah. a lockdown you know we're not kind of easing out of it now and you've got more access but before 
we I'm literally just stuck in my house. I'm like, I don't know what to talk about. I'm not doing anything. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) There wasn't there wasn't much going on, and I had to be, you know, really creative and think, what can I do? And recently, I've been yeah quite active on there and thinking of all the things you've got to like because you when you're posting content you've got to think what people want to see and what what will make people you know stay in the video not scroll which is really hard to do because as you say I'm a singer and now I've got to adapt and become a not an influencer you make like a social media expert (laughs) and you've got to keep people it's hard you've got to keep people attracted and keep people aware but TikTok is it does make it kind of easy because there's always like just trending stuff on there. But it can be hard to think of yeah. content, especially when you're in a oh, lockdown. Yeah. But you have to just keep going, keep keep them yeah. all wrong. Have you noticed what videos like do really well? Is it completely random? TikTok's just such a weird place, isn't it? Like it's so random. Yeah, like I posted that Harry Styles cover, and then I did. Uh, Edward Sharp song like that uh, it's called Home and that was quite viral at the time and then that hit a million and then I was posting a lot of singing videos and then I they weren't getting as many views as the one that I posted on my brother when we were doing his <laughs> hair and we were like oh let's go let's let's give him a perm which we did and then I got a million views and now it's nearly like my most viewed video and I'm like what's going on here um yeah it's TikTok's completely random like you never know what's gonna go viral or not and then it's annoying because sometimes you can you like with content like I try to put as much effort into it to make it you know stand out and make people love it and like it and share it and you put so much time into it especially if I'm singing I'm doing like a singing video or like a cover you put like a lot of time and effort into learning it and making it your own and then when that doesn't get as many, when your followers don't see it because TikTok don't push it and you've got a video of your brother and his hair, it's a little bit Yeah, that is like really frustrating. Like when you're there with your like literal heart it's on your really sleeve, annoying. like playing your like music, yeah, the most literally. thing. And your brother's just like, yeah, that is really annoying actually. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. He didn't even know. He didn't even know I posted it until an hour ago. And then it just started. This girl's going, oh my God, it's so attractive. And I'm like, what? That's literally horrendous. Yeah. <laughs> it's so annoying. But that's the thing. It's just, it's completely random. So you have to just keep putting, I find that if you keep putting like a lots of different content on and you don't post the same stuff all the time, then you kind of get more, um, more videos that get pushed to yeah. your followers. So it's a bit of a mad one, but it's also a great tool to gain followers. Like it's such a great platform to gain like new audiences, which I found worked for me. I was gonna say like, your voice is so unique and authentic. I absolutely love it. Like what your ins like kind of oh, did, you, you. did this just come to you like naturally or like did it was it something that you kind of thought about do you know what I mean yeah um yeah. it was I definitely think it was a natural thing like <laughs> I always used to yeah. when I started singing like I never had any lessons or anything it just came out and I was like I'm I'm singing and I didn't really know and then my dad was like whoa and I was like what and he was like you sound really good and I was like do I and then he was like yeah and I was like oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I start like I've noticed when I was singing at open mic nights and stuff, people would just be a bit like, 
because I sound different to how I sing. Like I think I it's, it irritates me a bit. I'm sorry, my sister's here. Hello. <laughs> One second. Go yeah. put them in your room. Right? Shut the door. I'll be done in a minute. <laughs> um, oh, what was that so cute? Yeah, she's four. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah. I was saying, oh, yeah, whenever, like, I think people would be a bit, like, shocked because I sound quite different to how I sing. And I, I, it annoys me sometimes because, you know, on TikTok, like, you get negative comments sometimes and be like, are you forcing it? And I'm like, no, I'm generally not. Like, because because it's so different to how I sound. People generally think I'm putting it on. And I'm like, I swear I'm not. This is just how I sound. Yeah. Um, it's so cool. It's so, like, it's just so unique. I absolutely love thank it. You've you. just got your own tone. It's it's good to be like that because, like, no one else sounds like you. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'm grateful for the voice I have because yeah, it is kind of more easier to grab people's attention than yeah. other like singers because to be a singer you have to really stand out and you have to make people be like well why should I listen to you when I can just listen to her and you sound the same you know like you have to kind yeah. of have that differentiation to it I'm quite glad that I have that um but it is also hard to work with because I like to, if I'm recording or writing, I like to experiment with loads of different genres. So yeah, I have to like think how my voice is gonna sound like in a country song. And then, cause I wrote like a country song style thing the other day. And then I did an, a release in the indie song, which is called Game of FIFA, which was out like on my birthday last year. Um, and then to have like a solely voice on an indie track is like quite a mad one. <laughs> but like, it is cool. Cause I can experiment with lots of different things. But yeah, I do. I'm quite grateful. <laughs> I don't want to sound cocky, but yeah. like, oh yeah, I've got a great voice. No, you should be. Like, it's stunning. It's honestly amazing. I love it. Thank, like, you. Thank you. Yeah. What would you say, like, yeah, because your music is honestly, it bounces between so many genres. Like, your new track is, like, so different to the other stuff you put out, which I love. Thank like, you. what would what's kind of your genre would you would you put yourself in a box or would you kind of just say you just love playing lots of different yeah. stuff i get asked this question all the time especially in like radio and yeah um again it's a bit of a mad one because i <laughs> yeah i think it's because i listen to so many different genres of music and i feel like as a musician you have to be very open to different genres and you have to be able to respect different genres and be like um because you can adapt from different things and little tiny things from different genres. Like I listen to India, I listen to um, rap, I listen to pop, I listen to country, I listen to soul. Um, so I, I love to experiment with different genres. I think it's also, I feel if you do that, it's it's more freeing. Like you don't have to be restricted to, oh, I have to make this sound, I have to fit into this sound. And I feel like also a benefit to experimenting with different genres. So if you're releasing different tracks and stuff, you can get noticed by different people, like, because you can kind of please everyone. Because if you're releasing different songs and more genres, you can reach like wider audiences because not everyone has like wide music taste look especially now a lot of people are into rap a lot a lot of people are into like r&b and i feel like the one i just released um it was that was not supposed to be a song it wasn't planned <laughs> i was just yeah i just got new recording um software and equipment build a little home studio because we haven't been able to go out until um studios because of covid so i did that and i was on the phone to my producer and i was just like oh do you like this and i was just recording some keys and i played it back to him and he was like oh yeah it kind of gives off like her vibes and she's like a 
soul singer yeah. like r&b and we kind of just went from there and built upon it and it kind of has like a neo soul undertones to it and yeah i feel like if you're an artist and you can you know make songs though in different genres or you experiment with different genres you write in different styles you you're also, you're also going to it benefits you as as an artist because if you release in musical time and like the music game's always changing like one week not not one week but one year rap will be like a massive thing and next year it'll be like indies back in because you have to be you know you have to be able to adapt to the music scene so you can stay relevant and yeah there's like there's benefits to doing it and you know also not benefits because people may be like oh I thought you were in a country singer now he's singing indie <laughs> but yeah I like to do that because I just think it's fun really that's the main thing I think it's really fun to experiment with different styles um and it's oh, yeah. free and you never get bored as well exactly you never get bored yeah um I wouldn't want to stick to one genre maybe one day I will find one that I'm quite contempt with or I'll stick with it for a while but I can I think it maybe it's also because I'm quite young and I haven't you know found a style per se yet I've just experimented with different ones maybe until I find one that I'm like okay this is cool this is me this I can portray myself as this kind of artist you know yeah uh, yeah that is probably something that comes with age I mean yeah I I played music when I was a lot younger too and yeah I think I finally found my sound and I'm literally 22 and I started <laughs> music about the same age as you yeah so it's taken me a while exactly. and I still don't even know if it's what I want to sound that's like fine, it's just always changing yeah that's yeah. that's fine because it is always changing and I, uh, I haven't found my style yet Maybe I have, I just don't know. It's, it, it takes time. You I, certainly have a style. Like, yeah. Obviously, your vocal style is so unique. Like, Thank you. Yeah, I think you have a style. Yeah. yeah I, I haven't, I don't think I fit into a genre yet because people always ask me, like, yeah. if they're like, if I'm doing a gig and then I'll go, oh, what can I, like, join this gig or can you get me on this show or something like that? They go, oh, yeah, cool. What genre do you do? And I'm like, uh. <laughs> it's a hard question but the thing is a lot of people don't even fit into a box now exactly. most people don't like which is kind of like genres are kind of becoming non-existent in a way I think. yeah which is kind yeah. of really cool yeah. because you can kind of combine lots of different genres into songs like I released a song called What Have We Loved last year which we recorded up in Warner in London uh where I first met cool. my producer yeah it was a really cool experience um and that song I, we still haven't put a label on it because we kind of delved into everything really it has like a little rap section it's not like heavy rock like beats and stuff it was just like a bit of singing that was just a rap <laughs> um and then yeah. <laughs> then we had some like chords keys put down which kind of gave it like a soul vibe and then we had like the guitar was kind of like so it kind of had everything and then we had some like blues guitar towards the end um which was a bit insane but it kind of it worked <laughs> all together and I feel like if you can get different genres and mold them together in a way that fits and works through the song then that's like really impressive um but yeah, we didn't even do it on purpose it just kind of happened it's natural and it is it's more natural if you're if you're going let's not put a genre on it yeah let's not label it with what we've got let's see where we go let's see where the, like it takes us um that is more natural and rather than going this song's gonna be r&b we need to work with everything r&b it depends what kind of artist you are i feel 
I was gonna say, um, yeah, do you wanna go into a little bit about your experience on The Voice, kids? Cause you know, that was kind of quite a big thing for you, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. So The Voice Kids was, I wanna say 2019, maybe wrong. I think it was late 2019 and then it aired last year. Yeah, so that would be right. Uh, yeah, the blind auditions were- <laughs> my mom. <laughs> the blind auditions <laughs> so were, um, I know. They were in December and that was God, what a day that was. That was such a long day. Do you day. actually go like to mental. the actual like yeah, you you're there. Is that your first time performing or is there like another performance before that? No, we have we had like rehearsals and stuff and then obviously you to audition to get on the show. They actually reached out to me, oh, which is quite okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and we went up to like the studios to like performing in front of producers and stuff and all that jazz and then it was the actual blind auditions we had rehearsals before to prepare um and that was just because it was such a long day we had to get there like at six in the morning and <laughs> we had to film stuff and they had to like film us me and my parents like waving <laughs> to each other in this little corridor for me to go off which was like filmed three hours before uh the That's show so weird. Yeah. <laughs> um behind the scenes yeah doing it expose the show <laughs> but yeah it was a really long day and then when paloma turned it was it was kind of good because she turned really quickly through the song which was good because i wasn't as nervous but it also kind of it wasn't my strongest performance because i was like I emotions were everywhere Jeez, i was like yeah. yeah i was really overwhelmed because i was like oh my god she's right there there's a massive um crowd this is on tv i was like <sighs> trying to remember lyrics and stuff it was it was a mental day and then she turned around and then we hugged and I was like oh my god oh, just hugged over face. So. um yeah. yeah I know and then we got the train back and I just remember just crying on the train I was like why are you crying I was like I'm just really happy and emotional yeah I bet it was literally the most <laughs> was overwhelming a... day ever jeez yeah, yeah yeah definitely 100% it was mad and then we had the battles which is so fun because we had a rehearsal day in London um and we met like who was on our team and I met Isla and Ruby W who are like who I performed with mm -hmm. in the trio for the battle um really love them they're like good, they're good friends and it was really fun because we got to rehearse the song which we sang Answerphone by Ella Rare but we did um like a jazz um style of it which was sick because I love jazz and oh. um, I know Isla loved it as well because she's like a jazz singer yeah. Um, so we got to do that and like obviously we got to work with Paloma and all the different the voice coaches and stuff. It was really fun and that was like the kind of time to like meet other people from different teams and then for like the battles when we rehearsed and I met Gracie um, and she was on the show before and she was on it again this not like last series. Um, she was on Danny's team and we became like best friends and then I met like Ned who was on Pixie's team. I met loads of people and we're all really good friends. It's, it's such a good experience because you gain like music friends for life. Because <laughs> before I didn't, I didn't really have many friends my age that did music. I had like a lot of older friends, like 17, 18, you know, like adults because I was gigging with adults at the time and I hadn't like met any like people my age who are musicians and artists themselves because it's quite rare to obviously because we're still in school and it's such a big thing to become like an artist and carry yourself out as a performer and stuff like it's it's a hard thing to do whilst you're still in school um because you've got you know exams and stuff um and it was 
it was mad because I got to meet so many talented kids and there were so many young children who were like seven <laughs> and the voices they had was like so cool. Oh, yeah. It was so cool. Yeah, it was such a good experience. And obviously because we got to meet all the coaches and work in like these really cool studios and all these big stages and the bands that were like played behind us they were so cool like there was this oh, what was his name I, was like, I think his name was like Dave or something and he like you always see him if you like watch like clips from the voice he always starts like there's like the, the drum sticks before like you do like your three count into the song and then there's this guy on the keys I think his name is Dave if I get that wrong I have to read that. Um, and he's on the adults one as well and he's so cool like he could um Paloma would be like oh can you can you do this for me? Like whip something up, and he'd be like, "Yeah, just like dead chill." And I'm like, cool. "Oh my god, that's actually incredible! What an what an experience! Like that's so cool." Yeah. How do you balance all this with school? Like, do you find it hard? Because right now you're probably in the peak of your GCSEs, right? Yeah, yeah, it is really hard. Even when it was year nine, I first started to do it professionally. Even back then, because we still had mocks and stuff it's really stressful and it's just kind of about managing your times which I'm really bad at (laughs) on my hands up um because it's really hard like to maintain your social life and your work life and then your actual work work life like this is my class this is work and then you've got school work um but yeah currently doing exams and I've been doing them for the past like two weeks because we've got five weeks of mini exams they're not really mini exams they're every day (laughs) um (laughs) not fun and yeah it's just you have to just learn how to deal with it and balance your work life with it if like if you really want it then you find a way to work around it which I'm trying to do uh it's hard it's a grind but being a musician is like especially if you're an independent artist and you're not signed to a label you have to you literally everything you're the producer you're the photographer you know um especially it's so many jobs yeah so many jobs (laughs) especially during a lockdown you have to be all of those things at once and it's hard but you get it done and it's worth it uh and I advise like I've got a friend called Megan Wynn and she is the same age as me and she's in the same position she's a, a singer as well she does she has to balance her work life with like um school work and then she also has a job as well which is like to fund it which I can do because I I've got too that, much yeah. stuff to do like, I don't <laughs> think I could work a job on the side of it like I don't think that's gonna happen but what I do to like fund it is I busk like every weekend and because i'll be going to college in september i thought i'll be able to busk more because i should only be in college like three days a week which is a good because also you've like creating content takes like you'd have to make a day of it like it doesn't take just like 10 minutes it's really time consuming yeah exactly especially if you want to get it right you want to get it to that quality and you want to make it engaging and interesting like it's not something that just like you can just whip up in five minutes especially and then you've got to edit it and then you've got to like plaster it everywhere all over social media it takes a lot of time and I don't think people realize that to be an artist it's so many different things if you're an independent artist you've got to be like everything you've got to be on it all the time and it's not just oh yeah I write songs and then I sing the songs (laughs) like it's way more than that it really is like I mean I I bet you're gonna be do well at your GCSEs and also you've not got long and once you've got college you'll be just focusing on music completely which will be yeah which is really good because (coughs) sorry uh like working 
on these exams. It's so stressful. I've got to do some revision actually later for chemistry. That's stressful. Thank you for doing this. Oh my god, I didn't no, know. Honest, I didn't even think. No, no, I no. didn't actually even think about it. Are they Don't still going ahead? Worry. So no, because they, they said they said that we're doing we're not doing GCSEs, but then we've been given these mini exams, but we just have to do them in the classroom, and we're just oh, great, okay. like assessed by our teachers. It's a it's a bit of a nightmare, but honestly, this is this is my work, so I literally prioritize everything work related over yeah. schoolwork because that is relevant right now. So yeah, don't worry about it. It's like well. your long term thing, and like exactly, exactly. Like, so I, you've probably not got long now, so. Exactly, yeah. I finish next month. No, oh God, I finished wow. this month. That's so mad. That's so yeah. exciting. Aww. Yeah. So I'm sure exciting. you'll have so much more time to do music and make amazing content when... Yeah. You know, I mean, you're doing amazing at, at the moment anyway, so like, yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I'm just trying to stay on top of everything. It's it's stressful, but, you know, if you really want it, and I really do, if you really want to make it work, you got to just learn to deal with it, and that's yeah. life. <laughs> I was gonna yeah. say, do you want to go into kind of like I like your writing process when you write music and like yeah. okay, yeah. cool. Uh, so when I'm writing, it's I wouldn't say I have like a strict structure or like a writing process. It just if it happens, it happens, <laughs> and yeah. that's like the best way to be about it because I sometimes there'll be times where I'm like mm, I should probably write a song. I haven't wrote one for a while. Um, but yeah, I wrote I wrote a song recently, like it's not done it, I kind of just have like a T verses and a chorus um I don't even know it doesn't have a name yet um <laughs> it's sometimes mainly I'll have the music first and I'll I'll write with my guitar so I'll be like find a little chord progression that I like or a little riff and I'll be like oh I should write some lyrics for that and I kind of just work with what I've got like I was messing around with some chords the other day and I found like a like a cool rhythm and it kind of gives me like Tina Turner vibes, which is the best vibes. <laughs> and I think that's because I've been listening to a lot of Tina Turner and I watched a film, What's Love Got To Do With It, which was like Angela Bassett and she played like the story of Tina Turner's life. Um, and I was thinking that kind of influenced it a little bit. Like, I think it kind of depends what I'm listening to sometimes. That kind of influenced my, my writing. Uh, a lot of things, like a lot of artistic things will influence it, like movies, it, like, types of movies I watch, the type of shows I'm watching, what I'm listening to. Like it all goes into it. And I never realise it, but then I write a song, I'm like, oh, it's got <laughs> elements of this. <laughs> um, but if I'm writing, I tend to write stuff that I relate to and sometimes they're personal sometimes they're not sometimes they're things I see happen I'm like oh I should write a story about that or like normally it's normally to do with like young people and like their experiences or like their experiences towards like relationships and like naivety towards that um uh, this track I wrote want to be loved that's kind of about the naivety towards uh, relationships that young people have because it's it's this weird concept that's just that I've realized that's happening like people my age like you know like 15 year olds or 16 year olds 17 year olds everyone's always like oh I want to be in a relationship and it's like why <laughs> so young <laughs> so young like you have you've got this being a teenager is all about like discovering like who you are and like your interests and what you like and I've just realized that so many people are like oh, what a boyfriend what a girlfriend it's like bro <laughs> let's slow down <laughs> <laughs> so kind of that's what the song is about and I had like 
I decided to write about two narratives, which is like the girl's perspective and the boy's perspective of it. And it was kind of cool. like the girl, the girl wants to be like loved, and then the boy's like, oh, I just want to be, you know, a boy, but also <laughs> have a thing on the side. <laughs> so that's kind of what that song was about. And then the wrong, the song I wrote, idea of you, is kind of like a personal thing, uh, which is about like if you when you like someone but you know that that concept wouldn't be good if it worked out in real life like you're just kind of stuck on the idea of that person not the reality of it and that's where the lyrics work came from and that uh, but sometimes I think I tend to tend to drift towards like young people and their experiences and I wrote a little country song the other day that was completely random and I've got a song <laughs> that I wrote called Slick Talking which is also completely random so the writing process it's it's mad um, it's if I like something I've got a few rhymes I'm like I'm gonna pursue that <laughs> sometimes I don't sometimes it's just like eh, I don't really see it having any potential like I've had loads of songs that are like stay in the drafts <laughs> yeah um, yeah but yeah, the more you write the more like good things come out so yeah exactly um yeah the more you write the better you get at it as well. Like I used to be, I remember I first got guitar. <laughs> Me and my friends always <laughs> joke about this. <laughs> They're probably going to be listening to this anyway. Uh, we were, uh, we always write songs together as jokes, like, because it's just really funny. So we will like rap about teachers or like rap about things we see in school. <laughs> We'd be like, yo, Mrs. Whatever. I'm not going to say the name because if you listen to this. <laughs> yeah, we'll be like, yo. <laughs> We get a pencil, we get a yo-yo, you know, like something stupid yeah. like that. Um, we do it all the time. <laughs> and they, that helps me. Like we freestyle all the time. It's the funniest yeah. thing. Um, yeah, me and my friend I Georgie, we wrote. So yeah, me and my Georgie, me and my Georgie, my friend Georgie wrote a song in Ethics the other day. It was a bit, it, we we were like, let's make an indie song about the lads. And we called it Kebab on the Night Bus. And that was really funny. <laughs> and yeah, I'm, I'm not going to delve into that anymore because that would just be ridiculous. But yeah, writing's <laughs> a mad one. If I like something, it's not mainly more about the idea of the song notes. If I've got, if I'm writing a song, um, the way I decide if I want to pursue it or not is like, if I feel it, so like, I need to be able to like feel the lyrics if I'm singing them and I can relate to them or, you know, have some passion towards it or like some feel about it. Like if it's just something that's like not really feeling it or it just doesn't make sense and I'll scrap it. But um, mm -hmm. sometimes I like to tell stories and songs, like make up stories, which I've done before. Uh, I like to write about experiences or other people's experiences. Anything that sounds interesting and sounds good with chords is fun to write yeah. about. But I mainly find that the, um, the ones I write about young people are the ones that go down really well because they can really relate to it. And I love to write songs that people can relate to because that means a lot as an artist because it's kind of a reward. Like if you, um, like I had a really lovely message the other day um, about uh, a song I released the one I just released the idea of you and someone said oh what the comment what was specifically in, in the message but it was like someone said that they heard the song and then they started like got this really good feeling in it and started smiling yeah. and like it made them really happy and I was like oh and um, but stuff like that is really rewarding as an artist especially like a small artist like myself it's like a really big thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, definitely yeah. yeah yeah but I think lyrically I take inspiration from so many different artists like there's an artist called Youngblood and I feel like the way he writes is just really cool because he's got this whole idea of like 
your, his young fans really relating to him and I know that he like you can tell like when he's singing that he means every word he says and that's something special and like Amy Winehouse like I love the way she writes like she tells stories um and it's just like her lyrical rhyming ways are like really clever and like genius um I'm looking at my wall because it's got like all my <laughs> musical inspiration so I'm like who are still like um oh yeah Eminem like he's just such a sick <laughs> rapper like the way he yeah. writes like especially his early stuff like when he released like um the real slim shady and like all those stuff i just think he's so cool like the way he writes is so clever and funny as well and i feel i definitely think it's different rappers are like the old school rappers like your tupac and your Dre stuff like that that is really important to me because it's influences the way i write like it, it helps if i listen to rap I feel like because rap is it's so fast and there's so many different lyrics, it kind of helps me write because they flow, the way they flow with their lyrics helps me find my flow. Um, and I watched the film Eight Mile with Eminem in it and it was just so cool. And like, I listened to loads of different artists and I was listening to a lot of Erica Badu and her way of writing is kind of mad because I know she's quite an experimental artist and she experiments with loads of different like instruments and she always has like mad things going on in her songs but they they make them so cool to listen to and her lyrics kind of just because you can have that if you've got um the production levels like insane sometimes lyrics don't even matter she could be be like writing about an apple and you'd still be <laughs> like yeah this apple is really cool um, <laughs> but yeah I feel like if you do have that, it's kind of an added, added bonus if you've got lyrics that really mean something and you've got the production that's just like really cool and it's just like a bonus. But sometimes yeah, what, it depends. What do you do with your production style? Like, so, so when you've got the song, where do you take it? Like, because you've got obviously so many different sounds. Uh, yeah. Recently, because I recently uh, met, well, not recently, it was last year. <laughs> I met my producer last year <laughs> in Warner um, and we were working together now for like a year and he's called Mars and he's like the coolest person in the world <laughs> um shout out to Mars <laughs> um I, I will sh- like sing the song for him or I'll send over ideas and he'll like tell me what he's feeling and I'll say this is what I'm feeling and then we'll meet in the middle and it's kind of annoying because the song I just released idea of you we couldn't be in the studio together because of Covid so we were literally just bouncing things over from yeah by a computer but when we were doing Wanna Be Loved, we were in the studio together for two days um, and we could just be like, oh, let's do this, let's do this. And I remember like the first day I met him, it's like we had kind of have, like this instant connection and we sat around this keyboard and he was going, I played the, I put the uh, guitar chords down for the song and he was like playing some keys and we were like creating harmonies and then it kind of builds from there and the production the producing process is such a fun thing and that's why i'm excited to study it uh this year because you can be so experimental with it and you can get carried away and just go into your own little world and be like let's just create all the nice sounds and put them together into this song and that's just like the funnest thing to do so i feel like i definitely whenever I write a song I can or I normally hear it in my head what it's going to sound like production wise now that before like I met Mars I didn't really have that but because I've been working in professional studios you kind of gain that knowledge of yeah yeah and now when I write a song I can hear it in my head and I can be like oh I hear bass I hear like strings you know it's really fun 
yeah yeah it's weird how yeah the sounds kind of separate out in your head yeah I think it's really good that you found someone that you have that connection with because that can honestly change your music yeah so it's much. a really important yeah. relationship to have with like if you've got a good relationship with your producer and you both just like get each other from the get-go it makes it so much easier as well because it's like you can communicate and be like yeah you know what I'm thinking they're like yeah 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 we're on the same wavelength yeah. <laughs> and that's really important in music <laughs> Like, especially, it goes yeah. the same through not just producers, but musicians. Like, if you're jamming with, like, completely... I did this thing in Birmingham last year, and it was a treehouse session. Um, and it was just, like, we didn't know them. And then we met them, we did the treehouse session, we filmed it, and then we did... Like, we had a jam around this fire pit, and it was um, so cool, because we didn't even know these people. And we just, like ate food together and sang and we had like I think there's a clip of it on that sounds so yeah fun. I think there's a clip of it on my Facebook page and there was this guy that had it like a bass guitar and like there was dude that was like on some drums like the little boxes and like another guy on lead guitar and we sang a my song Annoy which is like out and we just they didn't even know it they'd never heard it and I just sang it and then they just started <laughs> jamming and you just kind of feel each other if you can find the key of a song then it's easy like you're all you're all sweet and it was a uh, was so cool it's such a fun experience as well and that's why I love music because it just brings people together and you can yeah it really does you can all just be in that moment together and it's so special and that's why I miss live music as well because it's such a cool feeling you can't really recreate it like virtually like you can do virtual gigs and stuff but you can't recreate that like feeling are you excited? I've seen that you've got a little tour. Yes, I'm like, really excited. Some festivals booked. Yes, let me. That must be so exciting. Yeah, um, I've got a little mini tour, which is in <laughs> September. And I'm so excited because I've been waiting to gig in real life for like, it's it's so sad because it's nearly been, not two years, it's been like a year now. Um, but it's just, yeah. I haven't been able to do it like a live show for ages. So it's really making me sad because it's like the best yeah. thing. Okay. I'm literally so excited to see live back. It's just so exciting. The idea of it, like it's, oh, it just feels like literally years. Like even though it has only been a year, like. Yeah. And they did that, um, there's trials in Liverpool and the, I don't know if you know, and the band Blossoms did a, yeah, yeah I've seen it literally so was crazy. <laughs> I, was like, I was like what the idea of it is just so, so know, like just because we've been me. so yeah. used to like don't touch other people you don't know and there was like a massive <laughs> crowd of people in actual gig it was like, no social distancing so yeah. insane so yeah I've got a mini tour this year in September so the first show I have is in Birmingham and that's on the night it's at a little venue called the Kitchen Gardens which I've played before um, when I was supporting Indica Campbell and that was a lovely little venue. It's really small and like um, cute, <laughs> um, intimate, like intimate <laughs> setting. And then I've got a gig in Jimmy's, which I'm really excited for because it's the one in Liverpool, which I've not been to yet. I did the Jimmy's Ma- Manchester, mm-hmm. but that's got shut down and then reopened in one in Manchester somewhere else um so yeah it's Jimmy's Liverpool and that is on the third and I've got support from Megan Wynne if I mentioned earlier she's just going to be supporting me um Aww. yeah and that's going to be really exciting because we're going to have because Gracie from The Voice is also coming so we're getting the gang back together so that's going to be fun yeah and um, then I've got a gig in Brighton which I'm also very excited for because 
Brighton, yeah, it's such a cool little city and they've got so many cool little venues and I know music's quite big there and I, my friend Ren, he's um, from Brighton and he busks and gigs there and I'm hopefully gonna be like, do you want some tickets? Do you want to come see? <laughs> um, that's gonna be really fun venues to play and it's a venue called, let me try and pronounce it, Comedia? It's like K-O-M. E-D-I-A. And that's on the 4th of September. Oh, God, so I've got a show day after day after day. <laughs> I've only just realised that. Wow. I've got a yeah, show on the 2nd, yeah. the 4th. It'll be, it'll be worth it. It's to make up for all those shows I haven't been able to play. And then I'm ending yeah. the little tour in Redrum, which is Stafford, in my hometown, which is the 11th, which I played. Yeah, which would be fun, which I played in 20... 90-oh-god-can't-remember-and-that-was-for-my-first-release-which-was-annoy-and-we-had-a-little-gig-for-that-which-was-really-fun-because-everyone-came-together-and-it-was-I-think-it-yeah-it-was-really-cool-so-ye